Uh, well, many of you are aware of the fact that the Attorney General of the United States of America uh, was in Brooklyn, New York yesterday, met with a uh, a group of um, Jewish leaders, since I would assume, we'll find out in a minute, uh, addressed the uh, issue of anti-Semitism and the, um, the role of the Jewish community here in the United States. And um, among those who were there at the meeting, our dear friend Alan Fagan, who is, of course, the Executive Vice President and Chief Professional Officer of the Orthodox Union, the OU, and uh, he has um, agreed to join us live via telephone to discuss what happened yesterday, and I thank him in advance. Alan Fagan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be pl- with you again. A pleasure to speak with you. This meeting, I'm assuming, only because of the timing, because we know that the um, the, the majority of the uh, the high-profile uh, incidents and episodes you know, happened over the last couple of months. I would assume that this meeting was in the making for a few weeks at this point. Am I right about that? Uh, I don't know, I, I, and uh, my sense is uh, probably not. Oh, wow. uh, the, the invitations went out uh, only shortly before the meeting, so I don't know and, how long it was in the planning. And based on yesterday, why do you think the Attorney General felt it was a good idea to come to a major Jewish community in New York City and uh, meet with people like yourself? I, I, I think the uh, uh, desire of the Attorney General... Uh, was to send a very, very clear message, an unequivocal message, to the Orthodox community, to the broader Jewish community, and and frankly across the United States, uh, that anti-Semitic conduct, hate crime, the acts of escalating violence that we've seen over the last uh, number of months uh, is intolerable, uh, and that it will be a priority of the federal government to see to it uh, that these crimes cease. Uh, so the the very fact that he was present was present in Borough Park, right. where the meeting was held, uh, came together with the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, came together with the head of the FBI's office in New York. So really brought together all of the investigatory and prosecutorial machinery at the highest level to say to the Jewish community, we will not tolerate this conduct. That in and of itself, I think, was an enormously important uh, uh, message. Once the meeting was over, did you feel comfort? Did you feel that on behalf of the community, you you could breathe somewhat of a sigh of relief that Washington has our backs, that they are there uh, if, God forbid, these episodes occur? Let let, let me see if I can can distinguish two levels of of comfort. Uh, Do I think this meeting is going to be the magic bullet that solves this terrible, terrible a problem of anti-Semitic hatred and the kind of violence that we've seen over the last uh, 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 period of years. Uh, No, I I don't think there's that kind of short-term fix. Uh, So I don't know that I feel comfort that what we've been witnessing uh, will stop. What I do believe is that it is enormously important for government at every level, and certainly government at the highest levels, to make absolutely clear 
that this conduct will not be tolerated, that it will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, that all of the uh, uh, resources that are available, both investigatory and prosecutorial, uh, certainly police resources and so on, will be brought to bear to try to the maximum extent possible to deal with this issue. Uh, and there I do think that everyone around the table felt uh, a good deal of uh, uh, comfort and gratitude uh, that at the very highest levels of the Justice Department, this message was being conveyed clearly. Alan Fagan's with us, Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU, and uh, one of the members of our uh, distinguished community who represented the community at the meeting with the Attorney General yesterday. Uh, as you're sitting there, Alan, are you are you thinking about some of the things that we need to do? Um, the OU obviously is affiliated with so many hundreds of synagogues around the country. I know you want to see as much security as possible in noticeably um, uh, Jewish buildings, obviously synagogues and others. Uh, were you sitting there thinking that, that there's a part that we need to play in all of this as well? Absolutely. Uh, security is a is a is is really a twofold responsibility in 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 the in the first instance it's the responsibility of government probably the core responsibility of government to see to it to the, to the safety and security of all citizens everywhere uh we we can't have uh, a society where people are afraid to walk with their children on the street to go grocery shopping uh or to walk into a shul for fear of being attacked. So there's no question that there is uh, a primary responsibility at every level of government to provide the safety and security uh, that we're all entitled to as citizens. But we also have our own responsibilities to do everything that we can do to secure our facilities, to secure those who are coming to shul, kids that are going to school, and so on. And that takes a whole variety of forms. Uh, it means schools and schools having appropriate security assessments done of their physical premises so that they have experts coming in to tell them uh, uh, what kind of security needs to be established, where bars need to be put on windows, where doors need to be locked, where cameras need to be installed, and so on. Uh, those are things that, that experts uh, uh, need to assess and to help institutions uh, to do, and every institution should be doing that. Every institution should be holding regular security drills so that if, God forbid, in an emergency something happens, uh, uh, people know where to go and what to do. Uh, and that's an enormous responsibility uh, that I think every institution has. Uh, and, and then there are some, some uh, uh, almost uh, uh, easier things that can often be uh, overlooked. Uh, for example, uh, security is only as good as people allowing it to be utilized in the way that it needs to be utilized. So if there are locked doors, uh, and we see it here in our own offices, if there are doors that are locked for security reasons, and someone finds that inconvenient and props them open with a, uh, you know, with a, with a carton or, uh, or, or uh, 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 you know, something that, uh, that, that holds the door open, uh, that defeats the entire purpose of the security. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, if, if people come into uh, to shul in the morning, 
uh, and want to make things a little more convenient for everyone else. And there's a lock on the door, uh, and uh, uh, they leave the door open deliberately. Uh, that's obviating all of the work that's going into uh, protecting our premises. So there are a lot of things that we can do. We, we've also found uh, that, uh, as you know, there's uh, any number of grant programs that are now available at the federal level, the not-for-profit Homeland Security grants uh, that are available, those funds have now been increased to $90 million a year. We're, we're looking to quadruple that number and fighting very hard to do that. Uh, but until we do, those those grants at that level are available right. uh, to, uh, to institutions at risk. Uh, New York State uh, has now uh, made additional funding available. Uh, they're providing funding almost at the level of the entire federal government. The same is true in, in, uh, in many, many other states. Institutions that are eligible for those funds, and now certain of those funds can be used not only for physical security, for site hardening, uh, for new windows and doors and cameras and other kinds of uh, uh, locks and security equipment and so on, uh, can also be used in, in certain instances uh, to hire security personnel, security guards, and so on. Uh, and many, many institutions are not aware of these programs uh, or get intimidated uh, by the paperwork that needs to be filed in order to access them. Uh, that's an area where we can be helpful. We now have uh, uh, um, several people on staff who specialize in preparing uh, and, and assisting institutions in preparing grant applications in all of the states in which uh, uh, we operate and at the federal level uh, to help them access the security-related funds uh, that are available. So we want to see those funds increase, and we're fighting to have them increase, but we also want to access that which already exists. And I assume people could find those departments and people through your website, I would assume. That's correct. Alan, i got to wrap up with the following. I'm really not trying to get political, and, and frankly, anybody who's uh, at this point, most people know who I'm supporting for president at the moment, so this is uh, uh, really not political, but I, I just have to ask you this because of the nature of what yesterday was. You're sitting there in a meeting with the Attorney General of the United States, um, a, a meeting that, that I, I don't know your family history, but I would assume your, your grandparents and great-grandparents probably would never have believed that officials of the U.S. are sitting down with leaders in the Jewish community concerned about their safety and security. At the same time, you see what's going on in the White House, and you see that there's a, uh, a president who's trying to be reasonable, as opposed to prior times when presidents were trying to uh, make peace deals, trying to be reasonable uh, for both sides when it comes to uh, the future of uh, Israel and its neighbors. I mean, yesterday must have been a day for you where you're sitting and saying to yourself, that your ancestors would never believe a day like this would ever exist. It's so interesting that you uh, you say that because I did sit at this meeting, uh, and the entire day uh, was was just a sort of a study in in uh, history unfolding, uh, and in remarkable contrasts. Uh, certainly, the the uh, the White House announcement of the peace plan was was part of that. What I actually found uh, uh, to be the the even uh, more symbolic nature of this meeting was that it took place on the day that we were recognizing the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. Right. Uh, and I thought 
that that symbolism uh, was not lost on anyone in the room and certainly was not lost on the Attorney General. Because I think the the most important part of the meeting, put aside the details of the programs that the Attorney General announced uh, uh, he was going to roll out uh, and is listening attentively to suggestions that we were making and so on, I, I thought the most important part of that meeting was the contrast with what the world went through 80 years ago and the celebration, the commemoration uh, of, of, of yesterday. Here was the very highest levels of law enforcement in our country coming to Borough Park, saying to the Orthodox community, the most visible part of the Jewish community, and therefore the part of the community most susceptible to the kind of violence that we've seen uh, over the last number of months, and saying, we as a government will not tolerate this. And, and it was so reminiscent of, of what we were all witnessing at the same time were the consequences of government not doing that. Uh, and and I, uh, all we can say, I think, is uh, thank God uh, for the United States of America yeah. uh, that takes this responsibility seriously, that believes that every one of its citizens is deserving of care and protection and security. Obviously, there's more to be done. There's much more to be done. There's much more that can be done. But the very recognition that this is the responsibility of government and they will come to a community and say so out loud uh, is itself sort of reason to all give us pause to say thank you, to God for allowing us to be in this great country. Well said. Alan Fagan, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thanks for the report about yesterday. Really an amazing day when you think about it in the context of Jewish history. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Indeed. Thank you, Nachum. Good Alan, to be with you. Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President, Orthodox Union. Information about anything that the OU can do to help you in your synagogue or public institution regarding grants, etc., go to their website at ou.org. You will find both the departments and the people who could be helpful to you. Four minutes after 8 o'clock, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and Nachum and the Nachum Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app 